Hi, and welcome to Natural Living and Wellness. My name is Christine Emerson. I am a naturopathic physician and also uh, soon to be nurse practitioner. So I just finished up my uh, schooling and I'll be taking my board soon. So a lot of exciting things on the horizon. So today I'm going to be talking um, a little bit about um, what is called chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So that's COPD. So I'll be talking about that um, and also asthma. So these are two of the most common type of respiratory issues that are occurring worldwide. So uh, why does, why does it happen? Uh, and, um, what can, what can we really do about it? So, um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD is a preventable and treatable type of, um, disease that affects, uh, the lungs. Uh, so um, typically with uh, COPD, it's characterized by this limitation of um, air that is flowing through the lumens and it's not fully re reversible. So that's the primary difference between asthma and COPD. So with individuals with asthma, uh, if they are taking um, what is called an inhaler, like a bronchodilator, so this medication is used to help open up the airways. It's go so it's going to cause um, like a bronchodilation. So it's going to open things up and it's um, and it improves uh, the individual's ability to um, breathe. So it's um, so with COPD, um, sometimes even with that bronchodilator, it can be very challenging uh, for them to even get a deep breath. So what happens uh, with COPD is this um, non-reversible type of airway obstruction that occurs. So sometimes what happens, well, the biggest thing really that contributes to COPD is going to be cigarette smoking. So this could be an individual that smoked for a very long time um, or maybe even like exposure to like secondhand smoke. Um, it could be environmental as well. Maybe they worked in a factory and were ex exposed to certain type of solvents or fumes or, um, or like an occupational type um, issue uh, with exposure. Uh, so all these different things can contribute to uh, this uh, COPD. So with this individual, what ends up happening um, is it's, um, I mean, the best way for me to describe it or the simplest way to describe it is inside our bronchioles. So um, if you can imagine, uh, the way I like to explain it is if you can imagine um, like a upside down tree. So, um, so you have the trunk of the tree and all these different branches coming off of it. So at the base of the trunk of the tree, or like the branches, you have what it looks like a cluster of grapes. Okay, so that cluster of grapes are called alveoli. So this is primarily where gas exchange is occurring. So that's where your carbon dioxide and oxygen are being exchanged at the alveoli level. Okay, so but within these bronchioles, like the trunk of the tree, and you got these branches coming off. So inside there we have, it's called cilia. So it's this hair-like projections that are coming off of it that to help, um, so ordinarily, um, so in, in, uh, for a healthy individual where their lungs have not been compromised, 
so that cilia is to help kind of brush things upwards so we can kind of cough it out. But for individuals with COPD, that cilia, those hair-like projections have been blunted, which means they're not going to work as effectively, which means that um, if they're not able to get a productive type of cough, they're not able to kind of expectorate um, the um, different irritants maybe that have come into their airway, which causes a lot of trouble for them, okay? So a lot of times with individuals with COPD, they're going to um, have a lot of uh, co uh, shortness of breath or uh, this chronic cough. Um, also like a sputum production, which is like coughing up a bunch of phlegm. Uh, so sometimes that can be different colors. So depending on um, if it's a bacterial type of infection, it may present in different colors. So that's something you definitely want to share uh, with your provider. Okay, so typically for individuals with COPD, um, we're going to see them into their 50s or 60s, um, where um, really now they're becoming symptomatic. So uh, in order for someone to be diagnosed with COPD, of course, you have to see a provider. Um, so it's going to be based on symptoms, but also uh, what is called, um, it's a pulmonary function test um, and a spirometry. So what that ideally is used to, um, to determine is, is this a reversible type of condition? So if it, it is reversible, like depending on your symptoms that you're presenting with, and if using a bronchodilator is effective, like if, let's say your asthma, you have asthma, it should be reversible. Okay, so depending on the readings, we will know whether or not uh, it, it is a reversible condition or um, an obstructive condition, condition. So if it's obstructive, then it's your COPD, like emphysema, chronic bronchitis type case. Or if it's reversible, we're looking more at using, or excuse me, um, more of like asthma, okay? So that's the primary difference between reversible and non-reversible type of airways. So the biggest goal with patients that have COPD is really a relief of symptoms or minimization of symptoms. So that's the biggest thing. And also trying to prevent exacerbations. So um, certain things that individuals can do uh, outside of taking medications would be, especially if they're a smoker, they need to stop. I know easier said than done, but um, really with uh the cigarette smoke, uh, the irritants, the different chemicals that are in the tobacco products are really um, contributing to uh, the chronic irritation and inflammation that is occurring within the lungs. So it's really important. Um, I mean, if they can't go cold turkey per se, then um, it, they can kind of titrate themselves off. So kind of reducing themselves, like reducing the number of cigarettes they're smoking per day uh, until they finally quit. So, I mean, there's other different uh, other th uh, different products that can be used or medications that can be used to help with smoking sensation. So that would be a topic of a different discussion. So really that would be important. So especially if they're smoking, they really need to stop smoking. Okay, and if an individual is being exposed to secondhand smoke, it's really important they they minimize their exposure to um, 
those type of irritants so it's being very careful um, and then uh, air pollution I mean really I mean it's especially if you're living in the city it's very challenging um, to kind of um, reduce your exposure to that I mean I guess I would say just uh, being mindful of um, I know that there are trackers that you can um, the different apps that you can download that will let you know if it's a high pollution air day so if it's possible uh, if it's a high air pollution or maybe allergen exposure type day maybe kind of minimizing the amount of time that you're spending outside um, you know just to, really to do your best uh, that you can to avoid um, exposure um, other things would be hydration so hydration is important so this would be like drinking fluids so mostly water okay so with individuals with uh, COPD a lot of that sputum can be very thick and tenacious so by drinking um, water this is going to help kind of thin out those secretions and help the individual to be able to kind of spit it out so that's really important that they are able to expectorate uh, the sputum rather than just swallowing it and then you know that can cause uh, GI upset. Um, other things uh, that can help with um, COPD is nutrition. So um, a lot of people wouldn't think about that. So when we think of COPD this is kind of like a pro-inflammatory type of condition and same as asthma. Asthma is a very pro-inflammatory type of condition. So really uh, nutrition um, is at the basis, it's the foundation of everything. Um, so we all have to eat, so why not eat right, okay? So really with nutrition, um, that depending on the type of foods that you're eating, it can be pro-inflammatory or it can be anti-inflammatory. So if you're eating a lot of like fast foods, processed foods, um, a lot of box type foods, um, then the, those are really considered to be like pro-inflammatory type foods like your sweets, candies, soda pop, all those different type of things. So that's all going to contribute to like this pro-inflammatory pro type state, which is going to potentially exacerbate the symptoms that you're having. Okay, but if you're choosing to eat uh, more of like a healthier lifestyle, like limiting the amount of um, processed foods that you're eating, uh, um, or even like sweets, uh, a lot of red meats, um, like eating a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, um, carrying on more of a healthier type lifestyle. So this is going to help minimize some of the symptoms that you're um, experiencing with um, COPD or asthma. So we want to reduce the inflammation that you're having in your body to help avoid um, exacerbations. Okay, so um, now for individuals that are, you know, have COPD or even asthma, they are at risk for development of infections. So depending on how you feel as far as like vaccinations, um, it's important, especially as you age, um, that you speak with your physician or a nurse practitioner, naturopathic doctor, um, speak with them to see um, what um, vaccination may be right for you or 
you know, like, like vaccinations are very controversial, so it's not really a topic that I'm going to discuss uh, with this, but if you do choose to be vaccinated, definitely it's something to speak about with your provider, maybe getting influenza, so influenza vaccination yearly, and then um, the pneumococcal uh, vaccination um, typically is recommended, um, especially if you're an individual that is at risk. So that's all I'll say about vaccinations uh, because we're mostly discussing COPD asthma. Okay, so really uh, the backbone of um, pharmacologic type treatments for COPD is going to be the inhaled bronchodilators. So it's a similar product that is used uh, with asthma. So this uh, bronchodilator, it does exactly what it says, it dilates. So it's going to help open up those airways to help facilitate this ease of breathing. So depending on where you are in the stages of COPD, um, and how many exacerbations or how many uh, times you're experiencing symptoms is really going to determine the level of medications that you may require. So it could be just um, daily use of like a bronchodilator, or it could be for an individual that's um, experiencing especially exacerbations with, um, like if they have asthma, if it's with the exercise, they may just use a bronchodilator before they exercise. So depending on where you are in the spectrum, um, will determine what medication you're going to use. So in, in what stage that you are uh, with your COPD will determine the types of medications. So it's um, pretty complicated uh, if you're looking at um, the different stages and what medications is going to work best for you. So really that would be a discussion that you would be having uh, with your uh, primary care provider and ultimately some individuals uh, may end up having to use oxygen therapy and um, you know this is uh, typically something that we see in the later stages of uh, COPD uh, just because um, you know they're not maintaining the uh, oxygen saturation like they should um, and sometimes it's just it, this occurs in the later stages of COPD, and it's really at that at that stage is um, palliation, so just helping to prevent some of the um, exacerbations of the symptoms or like the flare-ups. Just being careful of that and um, doing your best to help kind of modulate some of the risk factors that you have or exposure to. Um, situations where you might be at risk for um, infections. Um, so in, um, just because you are you have COPD uh, doesn't mean that um, you'll always need antibiotics. I mean there'll be times that uh, because you're at a higher risk for development of infections, especially respiratory infections, um, you may frequently need antibiotic therapy. Um, so and depending on the uh, characteristics of the sputum will determine the type of bacteria that you've been exposed to. So your provider will discuss with you like what is the best uh, medication that could help alleviate some of the symptoms or the infection that you're having. So it's, this is, it's very important. So um, I hope that with the discussion you've learned more about 
Um, the difference really between um, COPD, this chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and um, asthma, primarily the difference that asthma is more of a reversible airway type of condition, where COPD is more of an obstructive. Um, and then also looking at the diagnosis, how your provider will diagnose you uh, with um, having asthma or COPD, and um, just some general modifications, lifestyle modifications to help uh, eliminate or uh, reduce some of the exacerbations that you can experience with having COPD. Um, and then um, just general uh, pharmacologic type recommendations uh, for uh, individuals with COPD. So I hope this helped uh, improve your uh, knowledge of uh, COPD and the difference between COPD and asthma. So until next time, I wish you the best of health.